This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Welcome, my friends, to the Wall Winning Speedway Show doing at Madur. You're at npr.nz999 AM. We talk Speedway, Robertson Holden, International Speedway. Plus, we talk with drivers and track managers, promoters from other tracks around New Zealand. Chris, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Stu. Good, Chris. Good to be back uh, in studio for doing in the dirt after that bloody big holiday break we had in Auckland and everywhere else in between. Yeah, but it was good. We it enjoyed was it. Good. It was heaps of fun, as always is with the Palmy crew, mate. Yeah, it sure is. And, um, Ten years we're doing it in the dirt this year too. Ten years. Woohoo. We got it. Beauty. <laughs> we might need another trophy. <laughs> hey, back into it though in studio and back into some Superstock Championship racing. And um, I can't wait for this event this year. Well, I can't wait every year, but I specifically cannot wait for this event this year. I think because we missed the New Zealanders as well. Yep. That's coming later on. But because our British friends are back. And to talk all about it, Sonia Hickey. Sonia, it's great to have you on again. It's great to be back, yeah, and, and uh, it's good to be looking forward to an event, and hopefully the weather plays the game. The weather yeah. is going to be spot on. We missed out on <laughs> the charity event. We missed out on New Zealand's to another date. This one is guns blazing. It's always meant for 240s. It is always meant. We've, we've had a really good run, it has to be said, yeah, and wasn't it? Oh, I just felt for Humpy that was just, that was just awful, and yeah. the competitors, and yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, yeah. I really felt for them. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, um, I never seen red. Like I've never seen a promoter, I should say, so relaxed about the call they made when, uh, when the rain's bucketing down and basically crack a bottle of Waikato and just say, <laughs> oh well, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just you get to that point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I got to that point at the um, charity meeting. I think that was the hardest. The hardest rain off because you felt like you'd let so many people down, which is silly because yep, the, yep. Weather's the weather. But yeah. um, you know, it's uh, that was a heartbreak, yeah. And, and I just felt not at all. No, they're going through what I went through, and, and that was miserable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. But hey, we're kicking back off with Superstock Championship racing with a hundred and thirty-two cars. That's yeah, massive. Well, exactly. Yeah, 130 now qualifying as five groups of 26 at the minute and one wait on the waiting list to come in. But I'm just holding it at the 126 so we're nice even and, and things like that. So, yeah, and then and then pre-qualifiers and, of course, our Brits and a couple of, couple of Dutchies this year, a couple of, a couple of, couple of from um, over the way, over in Europe. Yeah, so yeah. that's something really exciting. It always yeah. amazes me, and, and this could be because the New Zealands are now a full month away, but the 240s, even if it's two weeks after New Zealand Champs, it just for some reason gets more entries than the New Zealand yes. Championship. Yep. Yeah, well, this year's our record by a wee way. I think last year or something it was 116. So, yeah, 130 is, is definitely up there. We've sort of got to those levels and dropped back before, I think, but not quite to the 130-odd. But because but we didn't lose any through New Zealand's and other meetings, it's, it's held up there. You know, I think that's probably more the thing. But, yeah... We've never had. We've only ever had four groups before. Never had five. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to make for a uh, a big Friday night. That's for sure. Fifteen races of qualifying. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, yeah, that's why we're starting at six thirty because it's just you know when that came in and then of course we normally run the mini stocks and yep. we said sorry kids but yeah um, that's right yeah. 
we'll, we'll, we'll have you another day because, like, normally the mini stocks would have been there, but there would have been no overseas drivers' practice either. So but we have the overseas drivers' practice and our ladies. So, um, yeah, so all up, we had 20 races, and, um, yeah, we had a committee meeting last night, and it was like, we've got to be on our game here, boys. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a busy night. Oh, it sure is. I mean, um, and, and only four qualify from each of those. Um, each of those Why five groups. Come? Why do they come? I know. The odds are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you know, they're going to all have their work cut out for them. And and uh, when I was doing the groups, I was just going through it, and I went, "Oh man, there's some good people not going to qualify." Here. <laughs> <laughs> when you do the grids, you just put the the hundred and twenty odd cars and just go five five of those and random no. and boom. There we go. No, I don't. I don't. And I, I will divulge how I do it. Um, yeah, go on, because yeah. I've, I've never sort of, like, I just figure that's how they do it. That's how we do it with our bloody no. toy cars. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what I do is I send the entry list off to four people who know cars and, and know super stocks, and I get them to grade them from one to five. Oh, yeah. uh, one being the bestest and five being the not bestest. Yep. And then I get a mean score for them, and... Um, and then I put them into groups, and then from there I have the same amount of cars from each track as well, um, and somewhere close on three-digit numbers for each group as well. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of doing, um, yeah, because you can't have, like, four from one track and one heat and one another. Yep. So yep. It's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a juggle, and it takes a little while. It gets worse with mini stocks in paradise because <laughs> I do that, and then I have then I have equal number of girls and boys in each race as well, so it gets worse for <laughs> that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that's how I do it, and it always seems to work out pretty fair. I've, I've always been, you know, people have always sort of yep. said, you know, the groups are good, so, yeah. That's very interesting. I never, and I don't think probably many people would know that, would they? No, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, no, no, I guess it's probably not how anybody else does it. It's just how I started doing it because yep. I wanted it all to be fair because I'm a bit OCD and, and some things and a bit pedantic about things and I wanted it all to be right. And I and I guess with racing, I stand for years and years and you know what it's like to end up in a group and, yep. and yep. You've, you've got a million good cars and, you know, mind you, he always did better. And saying that, he always did better when there was a in a field of top cars when he was in a field of, of not so good and should qualify, didn't. Yes. <laughs> I suppose, though, like it, as they always say, at the end of the day, the cream always rises to the top. And yeah. I think I think just how you've explained that, it just allows us to have, in this case, five groups of just awesome racing all night long, regardless of, I mean, as you know, and as you probably your, your rankers know, it's how the heck do you put 120 cars and, and label them one to five at the end of the day to start with? Um, yeah. But I mean that that's just some cool something cool to know because it's um it's just interesting it to is, see how different people do it. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting how people perceive different drivers too when I get the list back. Mm. And, and yep. out of, just out of interest, there was only four competitors that scored a mean average of one. Yeah, you know, so you would think you know I would have thought there would be at least ten that all four people would have agreed were number top one of the game. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. But no, there was only four. Wow. So that's mm, that's cool. That's cool. Statistics that means absolutely nothing. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, when we're watching great racing and when we get our top twenty, oh, top twenty six or 
obviously including the duchies and that, 20-something 20, 20, 20 cars. I mean, we'll be able to say, hey, thanks, Sonia, because you literally did give us the best of the best out there. Um, no doubt <laughs> yeah, about so it. It'll be, yeah, because it ended up with five groups. We sort of ended up with a bit of an anomaly where we um, ended up would have just had 26 and no repercharge, and that's why we've, mm. we've put the extra car in, because the, the other alternative was to bring it back to three cars from qualifying, and that just was too yeah, ugly. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we thought, well, we'll go the extra one and have 27 in the final odd number, but there we go, better yep. than 26 if you've not had a reaper charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So um, mm-hmm. our, our Dutch and British friends are on their way. Um, I've seen in the spectator side of things, I know me mates um, Sam Briggs and James Billows literally flew out, uh, well, night time over there, so morning our time, uh, Tuesday morning our time, Monday night their time. Um, yeah. I'm guessing they're all on their way now with uh, Frank yeah, and Ted and Charlie and Frank, yeah, Frankie and them arrived Thursday morning, so they must be getting close to getting underway, but um, coming straight through. So I'm not quite sure when I think Charlie and them coming on Thursday as well. But yeah, a lot of them are getting here Thursday. They what they had on the weekend, they had. Um, Auto fest or something, eh? Yeah, they're at NEC, and that that's quite a big deal for them. Mm. And that's why we've sort of got to be a bit careful their weekend as well, because they do have that weekend over there, and they are really committed to it. It's quite a big thing, and they have indoor racing. It's bloody cool. Show and yeah, and Frankie had a couple of new cars up there, and and made them real busy because he had six new new cars all up this year, and yeah. All about crazy, but that's how it goes. Yep. Yeah. So, so obviously you're looking forward to seeing Frank and, and Ted, and obviously it's been a while probably since you've seen Charlie, as you mentioned last time. But Yeah, last time I seen Charlie, he was just a little whippersnapper the last time <laughs> I've seen him. But um, he's all grown up, yeah, and because I haven't been to England for quite a few years now, it's probably four or five years since I was over there. Um, um, we had family over there this, yep. this year, but... But not we didn't go, so I'm going next year. So yeah, it's been a wee while since we had Frank walk through the door. Can you just pet? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But have you so got your? Quite looking, have you got sorry, your? Yeah. Um, have you got your interpreter for for Yally and Nils? <laughs> oh, no. I know. I there. Yeah. Because I mean, I I tried to have a conversation with Yally over there, and um, it didn't work out too well, and we were no. sober. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I've never met them, and, and and I can't recall them racing when we were over there. So that'll be something quite new. Um, Mitch Vickery and them had met them, and um, Sam Ash and them that yep. were over there this year. So yeah, so they they do know somebody here, but um, yeah. I, so over there, they've got um, for, for everyone listening as well. They've got cars built by Frankie. They got two two new cars last year, shale cars, the the um, mm. Tesla boys. Um, built by Frankie, and to be fair, I think it was Yelly almost won the British um, from memory that Ryan Harrison went on yep. to win, and um, he led a bit of the world final too. He started off row two for the world final as well because right. he actually raced under a Brisker license to get him to the front um, as oh, well. Okay. So, yeah. so he's uh, he's pretty talented as Yelly, and and Niels is obviously up there as well. But those two boys are going to absolutely love it, and I think. Um, yeah, we're going to need some lemonades to understand them or an interpreter, <laughs> that is for sure. But they've got some great gear. I mean, Mitch Vickery, Charlie's in Mitch's car, and obviously Mitch out for for the time being, and he's got a great car there with Mitch for the 240s. Yeah. Um, 
Um, the Pollock boys, the Wayne and Thomas, are putting a, a new gear, new car. Well, they, new, they new car engine. Today. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, that's all come up really good. So Frankie's got himself a real good car there. But um, Frankie can drive a wheelbarrow and win, Sonia. Yeah. I know. I did actually say to Thomas when I was talking about it, he says, oh, we might learn how to set up a car. I said, no, you won't, because Frankie will come in and he'll set it all up, and he'll be able to drive it, but you won't be yeah. able to. But don't feel bad, because nobody can. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, backwards. It's like, it's they are from the other is, side of the world. <laughs> yeah, but just Frankie's just different. You know, he walks around and he jumps on it, and he changes a couple of shocks, yeah. and he measures a few tyres and he throws them away and remounts a couple of others and <laughs> you scratch your head and wonder what's going on but it works. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Um, Ted yeah. has got the Phil Ogle car which is now owned by Team GB so um, I know Frankie's driven that a Frankie's driven that a few time at Team Champs back in I think 2015 and 16. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and uh, one and the same. Yep. I'm and of course the uh, the Tesla boys. I mean, uh, I think Niles is racing the the new one. He's got a brand new car from William Humphreys, and obviously uh, Yelly in the X One NZ cast. So they have got some serious kit. I mean, we always give them good kit, but this year, man, they've That's got some gear. serious gear. Yeah, and they had those two cars down at Hawke's Bay on the weekend too, giving yep. them a run. So they've had a shakedown as well. So. They certainly have. And um, William was going well in that new car. It, was, it looked really good. So. Yep. Yeah, no, they have definitely they 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 are definitely spoiled for good gear this year. That is for sure. They sure are. Now, aside from the two forties, we've got our Aotearoa ladies crown as well. We can never forget about them. Twenty eight of the top uh, female stock car drivers from all over the countryside because the South Island contingent come up and uh, they got their they got their elbows out last year and they got on the podium. But um, always yeah. a good good entry list. And I see Sharky's daughters racing this year too to make it a bit yeah, more unique for yeah. the for the family. We've lost a couple. Um, we're down to 26, so um, tow vehicles and, and a couple of other cars not finally, ava- you know, suddenly available. So we, we are down to 26, but what's wrong with 26 of those ladies? Oh, too, so, right. I mean, they, turn it on, they turn it on every year. They mm. absolutely do. Um, yep. they, it's always a really good show. So, um, and we've got, you know, a lot of that come back year after year and yep. been, you know, like Cheryl Walker and them that have been there right from the beginning. Um, yeah, it, they, they're just great. It's just, yeah, it's just really good. And, and it, 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 it was something that started on a woman and an idea from David Thomas, actually. And, yeah. and, um, it, it flew from there. Yeah. And I mean, um, what was I going to say? I mean, um, the, uh, they still over six races, yeah? Yep. Yeah, six yep. races, yeah. Um, three on the first night and three on the second night. So yep. they've got their, their six races and um, something that we, a format that we're kind of looking to to the um, charity meeting for next year. We'll have some stock cars in with a similar format, but yeah, more on that later. But it's, um, we're going to run it over six races as well. So it, it works for the ladies. That second night's always really great. So um, we, I'm going to persist with that a bit and try it, you know, try it again. So and of course, uh, there's not just the trophy for the top or for the winner in the top three, but Graham Hughes always puts up his uh, his uh, sort of his entertainer award, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, for the for the um, the lady of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it's good. Always good. Right. Let's get down to a little bit of business. Uh, pit gates and all that sort of stuff, or the public gates. Sorry, what time do they open up there? Uh, the, the, yep. the pit gate opens on Friday at th- uh, two, and then on Saturday at two thirty, and the main gate at three. 
so um, you can get in there. And if you want tickets and if you want to sit in the blue seats, you've got to get those on Event Finder. Yep. If we have some that aren't sold, they will be for sale on the fan van afterwards. But, yeah, people, please just don't go and sit in the blue seats if you haven't got a ticket. Yeah, so exactly right. Last year, so, yep. yeah, if they could... Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's... Um, and can be live-streamed, you know, through um, the Pits Media. Yep. So, and no live-streaming out from the track, please, people. That's the one. we don't like that. Yep. We don't like that. No, no. definitely not. How are the sales for the um, blue seats going, Sonia? Oh, God, um, it's it's a funny one because I compared it with last year and they're up on last year, but I always get the panic on that, you know, there's not enough blue seats going, but it always seems to work out at the end of yep. the end of the day and the sales all go skyrocket from now to the thing but they are up on last year at the same time last year so um, but yeah it's just you know like it's not everybody's cup of tea to be in those seats but it is just you can get there later and and have your seat you know yep, yep. it's um so and you know we don't want them empty either so that's why we're going to sell them on the night if, if they haven't been sold because i kind of feel it's going to be a good a good crowd, you know, like people haven't been to New Zealand and, yep. you know. Yep. It is going to be huge. It'll be full. Yep. And, of course, uh, mm-hmm. the prices are nice too. They're 30 bucks an adult, uh, child and seniors, $15. Family are 70 That's for Friday night. Saturday, of yep. course, is uh, adults are 35 uh, children and seniors, 15 still. Family are 80 And, of course, extra $5 if you want those blue seats up on uh, top of Turn 2 and Turn 3. And, of course, you yep. can buy them uh, on Event Finder. You can buy your normal um, gate tickets on there too as well. Um, yes, you can. So it's yep. going to be a great, great weekend. Of course, Pits TV is streaming it. And um, just check out the Rotor Facebook page. Graham Hughes has done a great job of keeping everything up to date. I'm, not, I'm sure he will over the next couple of days as well. And, of course, uh, the pit plan up there as well. So you can already see where some of your favourite drivers are parking, which is great, and um, just everything you need to know. Yeah, because Rotorua pits aren't massive, we, it, that's another logistical nightmare is getting everybody parked in the right place. Like, there's only, like, three spare parks in the whole night, you know, like, yep, we're, yep. we're not talking a lot of spare place here. And um, so it, it, we do have to do a pit hand because once upon a time, like, cars used to just arrive singly on a trailer, but now you've got buses that have got mm, two of yep. the same family in and or big trucks and transporters and... You know, where you've had to build longer parks and things like that. It's, 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 that that's about as challenging as um, organising the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's groups, rather. That's yeah. it. One other thing I forgot to mention on Saturday night, the Pumas versus the Rascals, two races. We're coming up there to oh, do the job absolutely. again. Yeah. You reckon? <laughs> I bloody hope so. I've had two races as manager, Sonia, and haven't won one yet. <laughs> Well, let's go for the tricep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sonia, great to have you on, and we'll catch you up there over the weekend. All good. We'll catch you on the weekend. Will do. Cheers, See you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that there was Sonia Hickey there, Chris, and um, as always, she's a busy lady, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend at the 240s. Always is a good weekend at the 240s, mate. Yeah, love it. Up on the bank. Well, I'm not I'm not, actually, I'm not on the bank this year. <laughs> I'm on the uh, roving mic with Pitts TV and, and um, doing a bit of manager duties. But we'll be right. We'll still enjoy beverage at the end. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break here at Doing in the Dirt. We'll be right back on the other side with a couple of New Zealand champions. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. 
NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Well, welcome back to Doing It in the Dirt here on NPR, Triple Nine AM. Of course, most of you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Play. We had Sonia, we talked about the 240s, and now it's time to chat to the first of our two New Zealand champions on the show. It's our TQ Midget Champion, a very much a big-time fan favourite of all over the countryside. A long time coming, Aaron Humble. Mate, congratulations, 1NZ, the new New Zealand champion in the TQs. Yeah, thank you. It's kind of been a bit surreal kind of 48 to 72 hours but um, I mean a week ago I was kind of hoping I'd be in the situation and here I am now so I'm just kind of living living my best life at the moment and um, it hasn't really sunk in yet but I'm sure once that number's in my tank will kind of um, kind of hit home. Mate, I really appreciate the fact that you thought you'd be talking to us this time last week. <laughs> I, I really I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I don't know who I'll be talking to, but I'm like, surely once you're one you're going to Surely someone wants to talk to you, right? Surely someone wants to talk to the mad dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was, um, it was a big weekend, obviously. You run the uh, six groups, you race five qualifying races. <clears throat> you were lucky, you didn't have to come through a ripper charge. You uh, were top point scorer after the first night. You had a second place there, I see. Um, going through, there was... Uh, <laughs> You kind of cut out there a bit. Oh, you had a a second place in your first run there um, to to get the night going. And like I say, you were top on points at the end of it, at the end of it all. Another second placing as well along the way. So it was uh, a pretty solid first night. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the results make make, uh, me look a lot better than I was on that night. Um, I think we just kind of missed the setup that first night and we kind of just, I had that mindset going to the weekend that it's a, you know, you have it's quite a long distance to go from race one to race five, and I just knew if I could keep my nose clean and just kind of keep picking cars off one by one, um, I'd be good. So to be top qualifiers in night one, I think you know the team and I was pretty stoked because um, we kind of felt like our setup was off all night. So it was a bit of a confidence boost, and I mean we were ready to rip on Saturday, but it was kind of only one point I think back to second. So I couldn't kind of sit on my hands there. I knew I had to go on Saturday, but to kind of give us a good. Good indicator, you know, to be leading points after after night one. Yeah, that's sure. How, how was the track on Friday night, mate? I didn't make it over there on Friday. Um, I mean, got to give full credit to Miani that they pushed through, but it's kind of what you expected. If it's been raining for yeah. you know weeks on weeks, that the water had just gone to the track and it just kind of roughed up quite gnarly. And I'd probably put it down to being one of the roughest tracks I've raced on. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it was for everyone. And then at the end of the day, you know, if Miani cancelled the meeting and it was sunny, we would all complain. Yeah. And vice versa, you know, if we ran, we were all going to complain about the track. So it's kind of like you have to kind of take for what it is. And Miani pushed through. So um, we just kind of, I guess everyone's on the same playing field. So we just had to, you know, get after it and be sensible and try to make sure you finished all three races. Because yep. there was yep. a couple um, top guys who did DNF and maybe just pushing a bit too hard or, or going for that pass that maybe they needed to get done on those track conditions. So, yeah. Um, that sensible approach I took, I kind of think, paid off for me and kind of, you know, kind of paid off in the long run. Oh, exactly right. I mean, um, two-thirds, a second on the first night, as I say, top qualifier. The points, they, it, it always looks really close anyway, and there's always only a few points in it on that first night because everyone's got two races to go. Sometimes um, people don't get their back grids till the second night with the, uh, with the way it all works. I mean, where were you sort of starting in that first night? 
Um, I kind of started at Shaft with my grids, to be fair. I had grids, uh, on the first night I had grids 1, 10, 11, and then on the second night I had 9 and 10. Hmm. So I kind of was making the joke all Friday, they might as well put a deck chair around grid 9 and 10 on the on the pits, because I'm there all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't really get any front grids, but I guess it was kind of good, because I wasn't at the back of the bus where yep. you know some people made it come from grid 16. I was kind of, you know, had a couple... Couple of spots on my sleeve, and I knew I've uh, been to Miami that many times in the last two years that I backed my skills to pass some cars. So yep. um, it wasn't ideal, but then I was like, you know, you, you got to play what you've been dealt. So um, didn't need to dwell on me for too long. Just was like, uh, let's, let's go. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you did battle a lot in that uh, last heat of uh, so heat five, I guess, for yourself, the last one of Saturday. Um, obviously from that grid that you said, or 9 or 10 or whatever, it only got up to 7th, and it was quite surprising how much of, I guess, a dent it put into the to the overall points because you were, again, first or second going into that heat, and then I think you by the time it was done, it sort of I was quite surprised at where you started that feature, to be fair. Yeah, I was top on points going to that last round again, um, but the track kind of just got it, it, the way it developed was a bit funny, and I think it was quite hard to pass. I mean, I was second quickest like lap time in that heat, which showed, you know, we had the good car speed and stuff, but it was kind of, you know, you get stuck by one car for two laps, two or three laps, and the field just kind of spread out, and it was in, you know, we went green to check it. So um, I knew as soon as I came into the pit that seventh wasn't ideal, and I actually said to the team, like, I'm sorry, guys, like, I've just lost us this championship. I, was, I knew what had been starting, you know, row three or row four. Yep. Um, just to tell, you know, the racing was that close that week, and if you let one cut pass, you lost, like, two or three spots in the points. Yeah. Um, so I honestly thought my weekend was done from grid seven in that feature, but um, I guess you never die. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly right, man. You're done bloody awesome. So grid seven in the feature, you're lining up, you've got 20-odd, uh, well, 20 cars in total out there. Um, the track, I'm guessing, was well gone by then. Um. It kind of we expected that because the two heat races, um, Miani actually did it quite good, and they put all the TQs at the Cat start first. of the night so yep. you get our qualifying out. <clears throat> yep, I did see that. Um, yeah, so it went quite slick, and then we kind of set our car up for you know getting on the boards and getting some fire jobs going. Um, but once the super stocks and the street stocks got on the track, it actually brought the tracker back a bit. Oh yeah. So I guess it was quite crucial for us. I think most TQ drivers were kind of watching that, our B mains and. Another class is the CLI, and then um, us watching the B-Man, I kind of knew, and the team knew what we wanted for our set-up, and we just went back to our bay and kind of focused in and kind of, you know, put our heads together and got a package we thought would be good early and also and good at the end, and I'd seen the B-Man line I wanted to run, and I said, <laughs> I'm either running that line and winning this or getting a number, or I'm coming on the tow truck. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there to get full of the first because I don't think I'd sleep next week, so... Um, <laughs> It's kind of door die attitude, I guess, when I rolled out that gate. Yeah, that's mint. That's mint, and it's been a, a wee while coming too, to be fair. But um, that that race, obviously, from a driver's seat, I mean, from a sitting on my uh, my lazy boy was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, obviously, not brilliant in the fact that we don't like to see cars wrecked when it comes to open wheels. It's not the point of it. But fantastic race affair. The racing in general, close, hard, fast, and that showed obviously with uh, with a bit of a challenging track thrown in, there was some spectacular rolls and things. But, I mean, did you, from your point, was it a case of being quite conservative for 30 laps? Yeah. 
I knew going into the, it's the New Zealand champs, and I guess last, or my last New Zealand champs at Greymouth, I kind of went all guns blazing too early, like that three and four, and I actually ended up, you know, bidding my car. Yep. I think that that helped me this year. I kind of knew 30 laps was quite a long time, so I knew if I was kind of there around that bubble with, you know, 10 to go, that I'd be having a crack. So when I got into, I think I got into fourth maybe after a caution, and it was maybe like 10 or something. And I was on the back of third for, I reckon, a 10, 12 laps. And I knew I was faster and just, with a title on the line, you know once you share a nose to a car, they're going to do everything to get you out. So yeah. I just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And then once I knew I had a crack, I just I just went for it and, and got that pass into third. And the track just changed quite a bit than I expected throughout the race. So you kind of had to be on top of your game. And I yeah. think that's maybe where I got that pass and maybe people got complacent and I just keep kind of chasing and chasing the track because sitting in fourth, you're desperate and yep. oh, no one wants to finish fourth, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I mean, like, on the cautions, do they, do they? I don't know how it works, do they tell you how many laps to go? Nah, so the only thing they kind of do is read out obviously positions and yep. the only time you can have some inkling of how much is to go is when you go single file with five to go. Yep, yep. Um, so like I said, last caution, when I managed to get the second and they said, you know, single file, I was like, oh, I've got to get going here, and I said, <laughs> I'm happy for 2NZ. I was honestly rolling around going, 2NZ isn't a bad salvage from seventh. Yeah. And then something just clicked in my head and said, hold on a minute, like, you didn't come here to get second. And then um, you might see on live stream, I don't know, but then there's a point in that yellow where I, <laughs> I just gas it up and I pull in right behind um, weapon first, and I just said in my head, like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and then I just walked into that last formation left, and I was like, Come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, because to be fair, like on all those other restarts, no one was really sitting with them, and, and you were right up him, as we would say, right up him on that restart. I mean, that pass you made on him, um, just you could tell the the elbows were up. <laughs> yeah, I he got a little bit tied into one and two, and to be fair, I reckon anyone who was leading that race would have got tied into one and two, just yep. because you got three or four laps to go, you kind of want to cover that. And the way the track was, if you were a bit too wide, you were hitting a right and you were bouncing out. So then I knew once he was tied in one and two, and I kind of got on his tail, down the back straightaway. I was like, all right, you got to pitch it in deep here and try cross him. And then he got tight, and then just your race at Inkston kicks in and goes, <laughs> there's, a gap, there's half a gap, I'm going to take it. And I yeah. got in there, and I said, jeez, I'm in a bit deep here. So I got out, and then obviously we rubbed wheels, and then um, you know, I was like, oh, shit, don't really mean to do that. But then, I guess that's racing. I knew if the roles were reversed, you had to do the exact same. Just like anyone yeah. who the title on the line, you don't care who it is. It could be your best mate or, or Joe Blog down the road. You're going you're gonna to go for that title. He shakes your hand at the end of the day, though, doesn't he? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, like, he was a good, like, full credit to Jeremy. He's my, he's my respect since I got into his class. So, for him to come up and, you know, shake your hand and, and, you know, with a smile on his face and put that number one on my car, showed, you know, the competitor he is as well as, you know, just a good bugger. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people who, who lose the title after defending it for four years could, you know, have their head down. But, um, you know, he had his head up. You know, he knew, um, you know, his maybe it wasn't his time, but I'm sure next year he'll be back. And I'm I'm sure he won't give any inches next year and he'll be back for um, the five feet. Yeah, exactly right. What's it... Um, well, actually, I'm going to ask this first. Um, you said on the stream that if you get a number, you're not going home. Now, we talked a little bit off here, but... Um, you didn't make it home when your team did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so 
uh, ended up in the club rooms and then I maybe called out Zach Lawrence and Lofty on the on the mic <laughs> and then kind of got our tea inspection and there they are ready to get into it. So we went to the club rooms and I don't think I spent a dollar after I got one easy. I think Zach and Lofty just shouted me the whole time and then uh, maybe went one at one a.m. or something and we ended up at um, Mike Mac's shed. <laughs> Going with Mike Mack and a couple other breathers until maybe 3am and then ended up at Lofties in Waipak and then got a call from the crew at 8am saying, oh, what time do you think you're going to be home? As I'm just <laughs> sitting on the roof looking at the sunrise and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a call on five. And then Lofty just turns to me and goes, mate, you're not going home. You're one NZ. You're staying here. And then Lofty bought me a plane ticket, which would... Um, had to go to Wellington to then fly back to Hamilton. <laughs> and then throughout the day, I managed to find a ride and um, cash in that um, plane ticket for like a credit or something. So then me, Lofty, um, you know, Ethan McLaughlin, and yep. as well as um, Ryan Crawford, another TG driver, kind of was <laughs> at Lofty's all day. Just enjoying the moment, time. mate. Enjoying the moment. Yeah. Just living the moment. I even walked across to a bakery with some, like, one of the cups full of alcohol, asking them to have a drink out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were really, really keen. Um, oh, no. I ended up walking in the door, I think, Sunday night, about 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to my girlfriend for picking me up from Meta Meta. So many people just helped me get home. I didn't think I was going to get home at one stage. Oh, that's brilliant. And I made it to work on Monday. Um, but I don't think my brain did. I think my brain was still stuck in Waipak. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, your brain was still stuck in probably the Miani club rooms, wondering how the heck you even got one in Z after a massive weekend. Um, yeah. Mate, that's that's brilliant. And that's just the stories of becoming a New Zealand champion, right? Like, you haven't had a number before. It must be pretty cool to go straight to the number one spot. Yeah, I mean, when I... I I was close to going up probably Tiki Racing maybe like two or three years ago. Um, just after New Zealand's I had, I had a huge crash and put so much of my own money into it. Yep. I kind of lost the passion and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm done with racing. And then, um, fortunately, um, good good long-time friend and sponsor, Alvin and Jess, kind of bought me a new chassis, um, which got me going. And then I met um, Ken and Sue Riley, um, who currently own my Tiki at the moment. And they kind of fueled the passion for me to go racing again. Yeah. And then ever since I kind of had that moment of, you know, these people are putting their hard-earned money into me, I might as well go out there and, and get race fit and give them my all. And then we've kind of slowly progressed and progressed and progressed. And I thought last year at Greymouth um, I could have a decent crack at, you know, number two or three. And then crashing out there kind of gave me the fuel where I was like, nah, like I'm not losing another another title or I'm not coming out without a number. So the last two years I've been working towards, you know, the Miani tight ended yep. title yep. and it kind of showed how many trips we did there over the last two years I think that I think I nearly raced there more than Auckland like I was willing to sacrifice uh, Auckland points meeting just to mm. go to Miami yep. because I knew you know I had one goal in mind and that was the national title so um, to get the actual number one after putting so much effort into it um, I'm over the moon like <laughs> it hasn't sunk in yet I don't know when it will um, but once at the moment it'll be, it'll be a pretty cool moment and, and, and I mean, it's been great for us spectators the last couple of years watching the TQs at Miani for that very reason, because you guys have been coming along for two years now to to get the cars set for this New Zealand Championship. 
I just hope, and I and I don't mean this in a bad way because I know you'll keep coming, but I just hope that you keep coming. All of you guys keep coming back because the racing has just been brilliant the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, when I first started TQs, Miani, I kind of stayed away from purely from the fact that it used to be a crash fest because yep. they only had 10, 12 cars down there. So yeah. when the Orphans came down, they were kind of, they didn't know how to race. And then since all of us have had two years to prepare for this, you know, everyone's going down every week. And then a lot of people, you know, we've got Regan Tyler, Terence Durrell, the Cooks. We've got so many people, you know, Harry Hodgson, that live in this Waikato area that is only, you know, we can day trip with there and back. Yes. Yep, yep. Um, and then when you go to Miani, you know, everyone's so friendly there. They welcome you and you kind of can relax a bit compared to Western Springs. So it makes it, you know, quite enjoyable. Yeah. And when you're racing, you know, 20, 24 cars, you actually have good good racing. And the credit to Miani, like most times we're down there, they put a track on where, it's either two lane or it's a technical track where you actually can make passes and it's not just a follow the leader. Yep. yep. you got to work for it. So, yeah, so I hope that the other Waikato boys do keep going down there because obviously with one on one on the door, you have to travel as much as you can. I think it's like an unwritten rule in the license rule book you sign or whatever at the start <laughs> of the year, but you just got to go everywhere. So um, we'll be back there. You know, we've been fast there. Most times we've been there. I think... The New Zealand title was the second meeting in Miami in the last two years I haven't top qualified, so yep. kind of my new favourite track. I mean, you get one in to go back. Fair. Yeah, exactly. Nice work, yeah, and it's, it's going to be cool. Um, now, obviously, you've got your brother in the stock cars. He made the finals of the New Zealand champs, and you've got uh, Chippy, who's had three NZ, so you've got the bragging rights too over the, over the family. Yeah, I mean, we've, me and Josh have probably been going back and forth for how many years, who's a bit humble. And then Dad will throw in his slight comment, oh, well, I got three in the mini sprint, you know, and me and Josh didn't really have any ammunition to go back to because <laughs> we hadn't got anything. So um, I remember my speech on Saturday night, I said to Chippy, well, <laughs> one in dead better than three in dead, buddy. <laughs> like, he's a new champ of town. <laughs> so it's been good. You know, Dad and Josh have helped me immensely through yeah. when I was a 14-year-old who started mini stocks and I didn't even know like what a spanner was let alone how to you know set up a car and do your own maintenance and look after and stuff so without those two guiding me through the years we were kind of naive um, I don't think I'd be around today or like I can't put into words how much you know how grateful I am for them and how much time and effort um, they put into me you know Josh even sacrificed his own stock car career at one stage you know to help me have a mini stock and build me in a trailer to go racing and then even allow my parents to kind of lease the TQ for my first season, which, you know, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be, you know, one of you today. So yeah. um, I probably don't thank Josh enough, but, you know, he, he's helped me immensely without even really knowing about it. And it's good to see him, you know, coming to the top of his game now too as well, well or has been for a while, but coming to the top of his game and it hasn't sort of, you know, impacted his racing. Yeah. I mean, he's probably... He hasn't had the best of cars, you know, throughout his speedway, but then he's finally got a decent package at the moment where, you know, he's winning races and he's been, you know, the fast, fastest car on the track and stuff. And, you know, for him to come to that red charge in his stock cars, I, I wasn't there, but I can just imagine how stoked he was after all these years of working towards a goal, you know, to finally get there. Um, I mean, he didn't win the New Zealand title, but at least he had an influence of, yeah. of the result. And I mean, he'll be just as stuck as that, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, this for sure. Right, when are we going to see the um, 1NZ TQ back on track? Um, so you'll, it will be at Palms and North this weekend. So, um, yep, got going to drop off the panels to um, Carl Ashton at King Signs this week. And then 
the team was kind of. I mean, I know about Palmy, but I don't. I think as soon as you get one in dead, I think everyone was all aboard. So yeah. um, we're the defending Manavu champ from last year. Yes, so you are. It was a pretty cool track last year on the fence too. So I'm hoping if we go down this year, um, they'll be just the same. And I mean. Anytime you get races one NZ, even if I don't win, I'm you know, I'm just gonna be stoked here one NZ over that radio and go, oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's yeah. Jimmy Webb here, you know, because he's had it for so long. I'm like, where's his 46 A? And I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly. It. When, what's it like at the the Springs? Like you're going to go back there as one NZ, and the Springs is a big deal. I've I've only been there a handful of times now over the last couple of years, and I've bloody enjoyed it up there. It's a great professional atmosphere. But they look at the um, the New Zealand champions as like bloody gods pretty much up there. <laughs> well, I haven't been a New Zealand champion up there, so I hope they look at me as a god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll um, make your presence known. Yeah, I mean, Western Springs, you know, I remember when I was you know, eight, nine years old, um, you know, going to Western Springs at Boxing Day and the International Series, and you're always seen as like the holy grail of Okemura like, racing. Yep. And I would still reckon it's probably one of the hardest places to win at even like a heat race, um, just because everyone plays their game just because of where it is. So um, I feel like going there with the 1NZ on, on your tower tank might give you a bit more of a tire because, you know, everyone wants to take down the top. Um, yeah. and by all means, I'm not saying, you know, I'm the best driver in New Zealand. Obviously, so many people out there who are just as competitive, but any time you beat a 1NZ, you know, it's a... It's a pretty good moment, you know, you're on the pace. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, you mentioned a couple of, uh, well, a f- couple of people in that uh, in that chat, and uh, you probably got a few more. So the floor is your, yours, mate, to uh, thank those that have uh, got you to this one NZ point. Yeah, so obviously, um, first of all, I just want to thank my car owners, Ken and Sue. Um, they've given me the best race car I could ever ask for. You know, they've got me the lightest things, the strongest things, and they're always chasing... extra and over the last two years we've been constantly developing and developing and developing um, our program purely for Ken's passion of just being the best Um, and we even just got one exit on the weekend and then my crew's actually downstairs in the shed right now developing a new part to go on the car to try to go faster Um, so you know they never have that die attitude so um, thanks to them and obviously Alvin and Jess um, you know Tyra Psycho and Waikato they've been with me since mini stock days and um, they're the ones who brought me on my chassis when I binned it and they they are just as hungry as, as we are to get that number one so um, thanks to them and then obviously Dad, you know, we've got Lugans Real Estate um, Steve Gordon who is a long time sponsor for SG Equipment Yale Forklifts, um, he was actually down there with us on the weekend so it was pretty cool for him to be there and experience that and I'm glad to celebrate with him and get that one NZ um, and we've got Cook Roofing, you know, Sean and Catherine Crook they've been a, a long time partner with me and it's pretty cool to go racing with Sean um, and a son, Dylan. We have B-Sleek 25 tour in place. They've been a long time supporting me as well. Um, even when they sold the business, um, Adam Cobb, you know, he's just an ex-racer and just as hungry um, and keen to be involved in the sport. So I'm fortunate for him to come back on board. Uh, Kyle Ashton at King Signs, he always makes my cars look immaculate. I probably even give him the shortest time frame ever to turn me around a panel kit or something, but um, <laughs> he always pulls through, so big up with him. There's Tony Reid and Vic New Zealand. Um, they give me everything I need, you know, tie wire or like any car thing, yep. even my personal car. Um, you know, huge support there. And then um, Michael and Sharon from Pakinson Avondale, um, they've come on board this year. Um, and, you know, they've helped me achieve one easier this year from just having a son who races as well. And they're just so keen to have a car at the front. 
and you know we were short of tyres at one stage, and you know they were offering their own tyres for us just because they knew how much I wanted this one in did. Uh, we have Heather Zines, who obviously is doing my one engine design at the moment, so big up to him. We have King Combefit, um, we have Liftech, we have oh, Ludgen, there's just so many. I don't want to miss anyone too. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Uh, we have Racefit, Racefit helps me out as well. Um, I think I've covered them all, so we've got so many people who help me. Um, and then even just other drivers, to be fair, like they're so competitive and they make you bring your game up a level yep. that you know you can't go there being complacent and if you're off five percent you're gonna be ending up, you know, back of the pack. So um without them I don't think everyone in this TQ could pass TQ class would be so competitive. Beauty. Mate, awesome to uh see the one in Z well, awesome to have you as New Zealand champion. Cannot wait to see the one in Z. Unfortunately we won't see it this weekend in Palmy with the two forties, mm. but I'm sure we will see it uh at some point before the season ends. But all the best mate, well done. And uh go well. Hopefully defend them in all two champs. Yeah, I mean, 240 is a pretty good excuse to miss the one or two TQs, but um, I'm going to try going on what he knows as the one he did and start off with a bang. So we'll have to go back to back and we'll see what the night brings. Beauty. All good, mate. Well, you have a good one. Sober up and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Well, there's Aaron Humble, and I tell you what, it's, um, it's pretty cool. I've only really followed the TQs the last two, three seasons since commentating over at Miani. I hadn't really seen them before that, and I uh, guess now that my mate Decky races um, into it a bit more. But Aaron Humble is always amongst the boys because, you know, obviously with his brother in the stock cars, but he's just amongst it. He's into it, and um, it's just been great watching him get better and better every year, and I'm so stoked that he's got a New Zealand yeah, title. well-deserved too. Bloody well-deserved. Well, our next guest on the show, continuing on with our New Zealand champions, is, uh, mate, this guy, he's, it's been a while, Christmas break, we had this New Zealand championship up at Waikaraka Park, and um, absolute rocket ship all weekend. So welcome in, the new New Zealand stock car champion, Josh Walsh. Chilla, how are mate? I'm good, mate, yourself? Oh, bloody good, bloody good. It's been a few weeks now, not quite a month, but uh, you, you got the realisation now that it's on the door that you're 1NZ. Yeah, it's a bit more real now that it's on the front of the car, but um, yeah, it was definitely a good weekend up in Auckland, for sure. It certainly was. Before we get into that, and um, this is a, we ask always ask silly questions, but you've, you've been 3NZ, it was a few couple of years back now, but what... Yeah. What's the feeling of difference between that 3NZ going on the car to now the 1NZ's going on the car? What's the feeling yourself? Uh, it's still the same, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, the first time when I got through, it was more of a... I ended up just being lucky enough that car got taken out and uh, was there at the end. But I feel at Auckland that I sort of, you know, been the fastest car most weekend, I sort of earned it more than just a bit of luck so yeah but the feeling's still the same still a good feeling any number's the same yeah. yeah. Do you sort of feel like, because it's been a while since you've been 3NZ, and I know you've sort of had a, a bit of time off as well, you built this new car and things like that, do you feel like a bit more like a sense of real achievement that, hey, this is mint because we actually we actually have moved up the field as well? Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of, uh, a lot of it was relief, I suppose. Like I put myself under a lot of pressure uh, going into Auckland because um, I sort of wanted to do well and knowing that um, I had the car to do it, so just to get it done, was it was just a massive release in the end. Yeah, 
It definitely was. I mean, you've been down here in Palmy this season with the new car. Um, was it Robin Pratt? You were top on points, and sorry, mate, but you were never going to win that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you can have new, you can have the Manawa Two title probably for all week here, but you're definitely not having the man, the Robin Pratt. But like you, you were quick, and you were top on points in that, and the boys got you. And I think you've been down here before, and you've you know picked up some wins on a, on a club night sort of thing. And yeah. Wellington, you've been there, you've won plenty of races. You had, you've just been consistent all season. Did that kind of surprise you out the box of this new car? Um, yeah, especially after last season. I only did three meetings last season, and pretty much all of them were DNS, apart from one flag at Stratford. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, uh, as soon as I did that first meeting in it this year, I knew, I knew that was, uh, I've got something special. So, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of travelling this year. I've, I think I'm up to 12 meetings now, so... Wow. Um, and the many rain out there is, I pretty much travelled every weekend at the start, even doing um, two meetings every weekend, as it was, so, yeah. Was that, was that just literally to iron the car out? Uh, no, nah, just to get more seat time. Like I say, I, I did have a bit of a break, and... I always do think the more the more you drive them, the better you get. And every time every time I've been driving this car, I've been getting better and better. So yeah, it's definitely paid off. Yeah, yeah, it sure. definitely did. Now the old uh, quali- qualifying, you um, cruised through quite nicely. To be fair, yourself and um, your mate Kyle Rowe as well, sort of battled it out throughout the the night. But uh, was it a uh, a win? I think it was a sorry a second. Uh, something like a sixth or something like that, fourth. or fourth. Sorry, fourth. Yeah, second, a fourth, and a first. So you're in the top. Yeah. When you know you're in the top four each race, you know you've qualified, eh? Yeah, I. Yeah, I had a pretty good guess that at last race I just had to win it, and I was off the front row, so I pretty much knew if I'd won that, I was I was in definitely with uh, top top of the group. So yeah, that's definitely a good feeling. I like how you know where you're finished, and that's because you, that's a that's a, a one in Z talking. You know, you don't forget those things when you win championships, do you? <laughs> uh, those final races on the final night, I was starting to count the laps. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about them then, because, like I say, you were absolutely hauling all all that qualifying night. Come to finals night, heat one, boom. Bank the points, that's exactly what you could do. Put 30 points in the bag. You started uh, at the front, I think it was, and you and you grabbed them, and that's literally the goal, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely if you're off that front, you definitely got to make, make it count, and the one you can't do any more forward than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty, I mean, we were, uh, again, a bit generic, but pretty straightforward race for everyone. Yeah. 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 Heat 2, though, is a bit different because you're off the back, and yeah. you got spun out you got through the field I think at one point you spun out got spun out and then you had to come back through again you almost a lap down yeah I got tangled uh, my front bumper got tangled in someone else's front bumper and yeah it hooked me around on the on the main straight and I just pretty much told myself and uh, I've listened to a lot of drivers you know it's not over till the 15 laps so 15 laps is a long time I just knew if I trucked on and obviously some carnage happened in front of me, just a little bit of luck and yeah, ended up pretty much halfway through the field. 
Yeah, yeah well, you, yeah. more than that, mate. You finished up seventh. Even to be yeah. fair, when I'm watching the ELS, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, mate, this guy just spun out in front of the commentary box a couple of laps ago, and he's in seventh. What's going on? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I was... Uh... I was definitely uh, naked after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I bet you were. And there was sort of, I wouldn't say short turnarounds, because it's shortened races. Like there was only a couple of races. I know they dragged it out a bit to save to, to let you have some time, but they weren't the biggest of turnarounds, were they really? No, no that was definitely one of the hardest uh, probably meetings I've ever done. Just the heat at the start of the night. Yeah. We were going out for a heat three, and it was only quarter to nine. Yeah. Um, like, it didn't I remember Keegan Levine saying to me as I was walking through the uh, the pits before heat three, and he says, "Mate, surely they're going to wait till it gets dark, you know? <laughs> Final finals look better in the dark because sparks look better in the dark, and he wants to see some sparks." And we raced pretty much the final in daylight. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty rare. But um, that final heat, like I know there was a lot of talking around the pits um, between various clubs, drivers, and, and whatnot, and. It was just a. It was like an old school New Zealand stock car champs where there was a bit of bit of uh, chat going on, wasn't there? Yeah, I I sort of try to stay out of that. Sort of, I just stay at my trailer and do my own thing. And if someone comes up to me and wants to have a chat or tell me what's going on, I'll sort of listen. But I'm not really one for going around thing. If I get taken out, you get taken out, and if if you end up in that, well, then you deserved it. Yeah. But you obviously had enough, uh, I wouldn't say you had enough people out there helping you, but there was just enough going on that you definitely deserved it. And and I think Heat 2, for me, is what deserved it for, well, what earned it for you. That just showed us that you definitely earned the title, regardless of what happened in Heat 3. But the, driving that Heat 3, you're sort of looking and thinking, man, who is actually here to, to take me, I suppose? Yeah, I, I sort of gave a few people a, a quick chance. And uh, went around the outside of the hill, and but yeah, I just didn't put myself in any stupid situations or just tucked in nice and low. Pretty much every lap, I drove the exact same line, and um, yeah, I definitely felt a little bit faster in that final, so that definitely helps. Yeah, I mean Keegan was out front. You were just nice and, as you say, following around doing your thing. There wasn't any urge to uh, to win that race. It was just, I mean, in, my, in your mind. You knew what was going on. You knew you had it. Yeah, by that I think it was fourth, uh, a tenth lap, fourth limit lap of the red light. I sort of knew Keegan would lead the way, and sort of had to stick stick behind him. And if uh, if he pushes through the holes, I'll just follow straight through. And I knew the carnage was happening over the other side of the track, and I was on the other straight, so. I pretty much, yeah, just had the laps in my head and I was just counting down there. <laughs> I can't believe some of you guys have time for that, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it once you start counting. Yeah. Um, so you cross that line, check your flag drops, you knew straight away you won in Z. What's that, that instant thought across that line, apart from, like, thank God the race is over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's, it's, it's huge. Like, at the time, it's can't even put it into words, you know, like, we spend so much money mm. to even get there, the whole weekend, you know, the build-up, working on the cars, everything, like, and then to walk away with 
the one in Z. Yeah, it's definitely a dream come true. Oh, it certainly is, mate. And it's um, it's been great watching you. Obviously, when you're three NZ, everyone's like, "Yeah, that's cool." And you sort of, when you get a number, it's like you take that next step up. And you and you did when you were three NZ, and now you've got the one NZ. And um, mate, you, I was only going to talk to you about this New Zealand Championship, but you've gone and won the bloody uh, North Island Champs the other week at Stratford on the weekend at Stratford. I, I yeah. honestly I can't tell you to be fair because I was too busy watching TQs and I was only watching the live laps. But it sounded like a doozy. What what went on there? Um, yeah, no, Stratford was good. Uh, qualifying, I topped my group again. Um, had a little bit of a misfire all weekend, but just sort of pressed on with it. Yep. Uh, and then finals night, yeah, won won the first race from tenth. And then the second race, I started off the back, uh, ended up 11th. And then the last race, I started off 12th, and yeah, won the last race. Wow, with a miss. That, yeah. Yeah. And qualified on through. Yeah, qualified on through, and just had enough mates in that final heat. And yeah, it just... Gone by. Well, again, you won the first heat. You've got a habit of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you won the yeah, first heat. You were, um, you were, but you were down in eleventh in the second heat. Yeah, I got tangled up. Uh, the track was a little bit wet at the start, and the car sort of spun out in front of me, and I got hooked with it. Pulled me back a few cars, but yeah, I just managed to do the same thing again. Just pick one car off every corner. And, yep. Yeah, just ended up sort of mid race. And then this time you won the third heat as well, instead of going second. Yeah, yeah, the last race, yeah, won it from 12, so, and I was pretty much with it from the first lap all the way to the end. You what, you led it from the first lap to the end from grid 12? <laughs> Crikey. Yeah, I, I popped out uh, turn three, I popped out in first place, and yeah? Sheldon popped out one and two, and Sheldon sort of sat behind me and followed me all the for a few laps, and then he dropped off, and yeah, didn't look back. So I figured out how to win a championship: win the first race, second race, finish around, finish around that top ten. Yeah, last yeah. race, win it, boom, you won the title. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. I mean, hey, obviously, like, did that? I mean, that would have just completely. Like one end's blown enough, but that would have blown you away, right? I mean, we saw Sheldy yeah. and Gary podium every event last year. We saw Gary win yeah. two of them. Sheldy get second yeah. at all of them. It would have been, um, you know, that that alone for two drivers is rare as hell. But for your own personal thing, like that would have just been like, what's going on? Yeah, no, it definitely was, and I, I, I didn't realise that I actually won it. Uh, the, the, at Stratford, I actually thought I'd. Would have got second. I didn't really know where Keegan was. Um, Keegan was four points ahead of me going into that. Mm. Um, and I knew Tyler had a lot of attention in that last race, so I sort of knew I was a lap up on him. But yeah, I thought I was a shoo-in for second, but I didn't know that I'd won it. But yeah, definitely cool to do it at my home track. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. It's always, uh, I mean... To bring the one NZ, the first meeting back is one NZ as well, and then to go and win yeah. the title, um, yeah. it just shows the fans exactly, you know, why you've got the one on the car. Yeah, and I love Stratford. Stratford's such a cool track. You know, it's not really a horsepower track. It's more of a who's got the best skill set yep. track. You know, like everyone's 
everyone can go the same pace, but if you've got a little bit better skill set, you know, you sort of show out a little bit better because it's more of a drive drive just to the conditions instead of just the horsepower track. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly sure. right. Did you find out what was causing the miss, mate? Um, yeah, with the, I dropped the car off at CSL uh, uh, at 7.30 this morning. Um, unfortunately, it's got some uh, SNZ seals on it, so I've got to wait for SNZ to come and cut them off on Thursday, and then we're going to assess it. But I think it's just a broken valve spring. Yep. Um, we're hoping, and yeah, it should be good to go for uh, GP. Yeah, the GP up in Kiki. How do you normally yeah. how do you normally track around there? I know you would have clocked a few laps when you were racing in the Crusaders scene, but what do you sort of venture like up there? Yeah, well that's where I got friends. Yeah, Kiki. Well, there so, you go. Um, no, I definitely it's definitely another cool track. Um, I've done heaps of laps around there um, a few years ago though, but the track still hasn't changed. <laughs> but yeah, I think I've got a little bit bigger <clears throat> target for now. In uh, the last two, so but I'll just I'll just do the exact same thing as I did the last two weekends and see what happens. Beauty. Remember, win the first heat, bro, and you're sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. To. <laughs> awesome, man. How about a shout out to your sponsors? Yeah, mate? yeah. Floor's yours, mate. You're one NZ, one one North Island. You got to have uh, plenty of people you want to thank for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got heaps of sponsors that help me out. Um, definitely can't talk about them. Um, but yeah, firstly, like my partner Haley, she uh, helps me every weekend. Um, Nick and Abby come to most meetings. Haley's parents um, have put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, and then yeah, got my sponsors: um, Sean Fowley Builders, Logan Sharp Engineering. Zodiac Signs, Hydrolink, um, Willie and Tracy, put a lot of time, DJs Plumbing, um, Elephant, yeah, there's, there's a big list of people and um, all of them put all their, just that little bit in which helps, helps heat. Yep, beauty, exactly right, can't do it without the little fellas as well as the big fellas, so... Um, yeah. It's great. It's great to see. You. It's great to see you with the one NZ and and now obviously the North Islands. And I hope you go bloody well at the GP. To be fair, mate, too. Yeah, I'll give my best shot. Uh, that's for sure. Yep. Nice. All right, Chillit. Great to have you on. Um, actually, before we go, you haven't had uh, any anybody Superstock teams ring you up and asked you to drive <laughs> for them or anything like that because that's that's just usually what happens. So I just better check. <laughs> I've had one team for the stock cars, but. You're not meant to tell people that I bloody ring you up, jeepers. <laughs> Although the P does look good next to the 1NZ in that photo you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe one day. <laughs> hey, mate, we'll, uh, we'll leave you there. Won't wind it up too much, but hey, you have a good one, eh? Cheers, mate. Thank you, Stu. Sweet as, bro. Have a good one. Catch up. Cheers. Bye. Well, that there's Chiller, Josh Walsh, the New Zealand Stock Car Champion. And, of course, the uh, North Island Stock Car Champion. He'll be looking to make it a Grand Slam of Championships with the Grand Prix coming up in a week's time there at Kiki. Right, Chris, uh, this weekend in Palmerston North, it is the Manawatu TQ Champs. And, um, yeah, this title's only actually been run a couple of times, a couple of times in the uh, in the last well, 
sort of few years. But um, just bringing it up as we talk about it, to be fair with you. But like, it's uh, I think Aaron Hummel obviously is the defending champion. Yeah. And if I go back to the uh, men or two TQ champs, here we go. It's only been around one, two, three, four, five, five times since 1982. So 1982, 1983, 1984, and it wasn't run until yeah, which of course Steve Todd. Yep. Of the Todd family was uh, on the podium all of those all yep, yep. of those titles, um, and then it wasn't run again until two thousand and five when, of all people, Adam Joblin won the title, the Men or Two title. Then from two thousand and five, it wasn't run again until two thousand and twenty two, which is when Aaron Humble won it, and um, now we get to see them back. It's the first time we've had back to back Men or Two yeah. TQ champs since nineteen eighty four eighty five. So, um, I mean, they're great class, yeah. great class. I don't know if we if we uh, if we have room for them. It's full time on the program, but I hope that uh, some track like Wellington could pick them up down here, and um, yeah, Rotorua's picked them up. Yep, and they're and getting more too. It is, and I forgot to ask Sonia in our chat. Uh, we talked off here, but how great is it for young Terence Durrell to pick up that oh, yeah. uh, that three and Z? Yep, she's pretty stoked when we're not, we were talking off here, eh? Oh, she's definitely so stoked, and it's great. You know, he's um, been right through, done the MIP thing um, down south. I'm guessing I, I didn't sort of see what his results were when he used to, you know, the Oxford New Zealand champs and that. But, um, you know, and he went over to England and he was a in September, sh- and he yeah. picked up, uh, I think he picked a heat winner or picked up, you know, some placings anyway. Like, the kid races TQs. He's in his second season of TQs and um, goes and races the F1 stock car. Way out of his league, yeah. no offence to yeah. Terence, but yeah. way out of his league, does bloody well, comes back to New Zealand, picks up a 3NZ, how good. How good. And then, Do you reckon that it's the um, experience from driving, I know it's completely different yeah. cars, but driving over there, oh, and he's brought it back with him? I, I would say probably no, in the in the fact of the F1 stock car to a, to a TQ. I'd probably say no. I could be completely wrong, unless I ask Terence himself. In yep. fact, no, if I see him in the weekend, I'll ask him. But, um, yeah, just an absolute machine. He was great in mini stocks. And I think that's where the mini stocks to TQ thing, because you watch the midgets, all the slide jobs and yep. and that. TQs aren't as much like that. There is obviously the slide jobs out there, but not as much. But, I mean, they're a very nice and smooth class, not like a, a midget or a sprint car where you back it in and stuff. And I think that's come from his TQ. You only have to look at the top five. Aaron Humble, Caden Barker, Terence Durrell, Regan Tyre, Ryan Baker, all out of all out of mini stocks. Yeah, um, you know, and as well, Caden Barker, two NZ, first season, season in TQs, only a handful of meetings to his name, straight out of youth mini stocks. Um, he was off the front row of a feature on New Year's, so he's just an unreal, unreal driver. Um, yep. This TQ class, it's um, it's got great. a lot of talent. It's definitely got a lot yeah. of talent. And if you don't follow the TQs, um, I suggest get into it because it's some great racing. It definitely is. And kudos as well to Jimmy Webb, who um, who goes out as a four time New Zealand champion. champion. I'm sure he'll. Uh, I'm guessing he'll be back at some point to uh, to try and reclaim it between that and the midgets. Yeah, he sure. What else is on the program at Robinson Holden, uh, Robinson Prestige? That's the first time you've done that. Yeah. So uh, what else we got on the program? Obviously, we talked about Men or Two TQ champs. It's the Men or Two Mini Sprint champs is on this weekend as well. The uh, Men or Two Saloon champs, and it would go back to the Men or Two Mini Sprint champs. That's a great prelude because obviously, pretty much the next official meeting for Palmy isn't until the 
18th of February with team champs in between yep. now and then. So um, this is man or two title now. New Zealand, New Zealand champs. champs is obviously in a month's time. So a, a great chance for the t- uh, the mini sprints to get their, their run before New Zealand champs. Yep. And the men or two saloon champs as well are on uh, on Saturday night, which will be a, a beauty. No doubt um, if she is there, I'm not. I'm guessing she'll be there. She done the New Zealand's or the uh, the Hellcrow girls, yep. or at least Ashley will be uh, in and amongst it there for the uh, New Zealand uh, for the men or two champs. Obviously, they were up at the New Zealand's yep. Bay Park, but um, and we'll try and talk to Jared as well over some point. Jared Fletcher, the New, yep. New Zealand saloon champ, and um, we've also got Shane Van Gisbergen in the sprint car. Yeah, I was saving that obviously with uh, adding to the open wheel feel. Obviously, Shane Van Gisbergen is coming down to the Robertson Prestige International Speedway, driving the '97 United Truck Parts car. I am a bit gutted, to be fair, that I'm not going to be able to call a race of Shane Van Gisbergen yep. while he's in the country racing sprint cars, and Mike gets to, to uh, call it twice. Yep. But hey, how cool, having SVG hooning around the arena. Um, it's going to be a great night, obviously. Um, midgets are on as well, uh, what else, and stock cars, so... Big open wheel night, but there will be a few stock cars there too, with yeah. no Pumas. No, that's right. But um, going back to Shane, it's his, uh, how cool is it to have his last skid for the season in Palmy? Yeah, it's great to have the you know the last skid in, in Palmy, and it's sort of um, you know this is our first second season as Robertson Prestige second second season, you know, and it's sort of fitting that you know Bruce and that obviously as with everyone changed off from uh, Robertson Holden. To Robertson Prestige and and had to uh, go off the changes and you know it's the end of the era for um for the the Commodore and the Holden brand and the supercars so it's pretty cool that it all ties in with Shane coming to Palmy yeah that's awesome yep yep hey at least you're not going to be there to time off hopefully no one's there to time off <laughs> <laughs> hey that's us there's obviously plenty going around check out the uh, Speedway New Zealand Facebook page there you are uh, put up a um, what's racing this week I normally have my list in front of me but I've been rushing away from football and trying to get things organised for Palmy while I'm, while I'm away The um, Super Saloon Series Yeah, Super Saloon Series down south the last two rounds yep. The Extreme Series so, Which is in Blenheim and Nelson Yep, have a watch of that It's quite cool The uh, quiz night, the golf tournament and the pit crew Challenges all count towards your overall series points. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So eh? yeah. you can be the best driver on, on track, but you still got to be bloody good off it. You got to be a good driver off the track as well. Exactly. On the golf course. <laughs> right, Chris, that's us. Yep. Till next week. Enjoy your World Two Forties. Yep, sure do. I shall. Yep. You look after yourself up there. I will always do. Take care, guys. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.